All right, it's 6.30. Let's go ahead and uh, call the meeting to order for the Compensation Commission. When, we're going to start with the roll. Okay. Wendy? Yep. Um, Member Posner? Here. Member Chin? Here. Member Kawada? Here. Member Hopkins? Here. We have a quorum. Tonight we are, this is the first time this commission is meeting in the chambers, and you'll start seeing that with many more of our um, boards and commissions as we're moving into the chambers, either in this office or the chambers are being retrofitted across in Historic Hall. This meeting is being recorded and is also streamed on the Internet. And this is, um, in addition, we, this kind of conversation came up at our last meeting, but many meetings of what happened five years ago or three years ago, what have you. And now we, we keep as a city all video and audio recordings of of Brown Act bodies is a permanent record. So this will be here in perpetuity and, you know, in many generations from now when you have no, no longer served, many generations from now when you're not serving, then we'll be there. Um, we also are not doing um, agenda packets, and I did not tell you that in the email that went out, and I'm remiss, but Nell has gone up, and she's going to make a copy for all of you of item four, which is kind of the meat of tonight's meeting. So if you don't mind, I will go ahead and call the first item. So our first item is um, the consent item of approval of minutes for the last meeting. So we just need a motion and a second. Move approval. Second. All in favor say aye. 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 Okay. Our second item is a, a little challenging for our current commission. We um, annually, Brown Act bodies select a chair and a vice chair. Um, as you may know that the requirement of the chair for this committee is the retired adjudicated law judge. Did I say that right, Mr. Martinez? And despite Phoebe um, most fervently, I don't know if any of you have met her yet, she's joined our team in boards and commissions since our last meeting. Um, we have failed to find uh, even applicants, but we're continuing to work hard. If you meet one on the street, please give them my name and number. <laughs> Um, so tonight I'm going to be asking you to select a chair, and that person will serve as our chairperson until such time I'm able to recruit. So I just need um, somebody to make a recommendation. You're free to chat amongst yourselves, and we'll go from there. I, I would ask our vice chair if he's uh, willing to be chair this year, and if so, I would uh, move approval of Mr. Hopkins as our chair. That was going to be my recommendation as well. I was going to second. <laughs> okay, I accept. All in favor, say aye. 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 Number three, this is also a requirement of our Brown Act that we do set regular meeting schedules every year, and we, we kind of fall into a little bit of challenge with this commission. We do try to schedule them as early or prior to July as possible. Um, as you probably know, the decisions you make about the council um, salary are prospective. They're in the future. Um, but because the, the, histor the history of this board is that for the most part, your decisions have been in alignment with the unrepresented resolution that sets the um, benefits and other packages for the charter officers and about 60-ish can unrepresented people. There are about 60 of us. Um, and that has, it comes kind of late in the fiscal year. For example, this year it came on July 23rd. And so we, we continue to work with um, those who write the UNREP Rezo, but at the moment I'm proposing that our next meeting, and just so we have a calendar on the books, we can always change this date, but I am making a recommendation of August 3rd for our next um, regularly scheduled meeting. Yeah, as long as there's a flexibility to change. Yes, ma'am. There's always flexibility, and we just call it as a special meeting, but we try not to just have things out there with no calendar at all. So I just need a motion and a second. I so move. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay, motion passes. 
So I think we'll launch into the meat of this. So item four is the annual review and consideration of adjustments to the compensation of both the mayor and the city council members. Um, as you are probably familiar, that in 2004, a process was established to um, gather information, what comp comparison cities would be utilized, and um, we did contact those cities, and that the information provided um, by them is included in your packet. Um, we also provide you with what the other represented units in the city um, have either come to agreement. At the time that we wrote the report, we had two unions that, or associations, that had not come to an agreement, one being um, SCXEA, which represents kind of the mid-manager group and the engineers um, union. And as of today, I, my understanding is that we're not any further on the engineers union. Not close, um, but we do have something that's actually very similar to what was approved by the unrepresented resolution um, and is before you tonight for SCXEA where they did a 1% um, cost share, which I'll discuss a little bit, and a 2% increase. And then there's also allowances for other increases on their anniversary date during their evaluations. Um, so moving forward with this item, in addition to your discussions about what, if any, salary increase you may choose to give both the, the mayor and the council members, we have uh, made recommendations that mirror the um, unrepresented resolution to make two changes um, to the resolution. And I'll just throw them out there, and if you have questions, um, Ken Cosgrove is here from Human Resources. But one is to um, increase the um, health and welfare contribution for a city um, member enrolled in the sponsored health plan for the member only to increase that number to $721. Excuse me, is that the city's contribution or the? That is what's provided to the employee. Okay, it's not the employee, but the employee makes a contribution, is that correct? No, they receive that to go towards their, the cost of their benefits. Okay. That's what the city provides, uh, that, that classification. So, so if an employee gets health insurance through the city, um, the entire premium is picked up by the city? And is that the entire amount? Not necessarily, right. Human Resources Manager for the uh, Human Resources Department. This goes to the total comp that will be included, their health, dental, and vision. So if they, chose, uh, if they choose the higher plan, it, it okay. will, they will still have to pay out of pocket. But uh, our cheaper plan, like Kaiser, it's most likely they... Uh, uh, will not have to pay okay. additional. Yeah, that makes sense. Thank you. And the other change, and again, Ken is far more eloquent on matters such as this than myself, is that um, we're – well, actually, do you want to just – should I just turn it over to you, Ken, to explain the cost share? So you don't, I don't have to. Yes, the, uh, the city is moving with uh, a variety of units on moving to cost share, and that is the – uh, currently, right now, for the uh, for the association SCXEA, uh, the employees were uh, contributing seven percent, and that's the employee share. And then, with the agreement, they're going to uh, pick up one percent of the employer share. And this one uh, percent goes to the the employee's retirement. Uh, even though they're picking up a percent from the city, that percent is going to go towards their retirement. It helps out with the city when it comes to costs and also will help the employee out when it comes to retirement. So those both went forth with the unrepresented resolution. They are before SCXCA, which will be heard at council on Thursday. And those are the recommendations that we're suggesting that this commission consider for the mayor and council. But aside from that, we've not made any other changes or proposed any other changes to the, the resolution as it was written last. 
Thoughts? Anyone? I actually have been uh, pondering a proposal that touches on the edge of some of what we've been talking about. Um, and you might remember from our um, final, I think it was at the final meeting last summer, did we have two or three meetings? I don't, I don't recall. Um, an issue came up that I was uneasy with, but I thought it was um, late in the process to for us to get into it. <clears throat> and that's the, and, and I'm sorry, I don't remember the details, but I think uh, Wendy can probably help us with that. Um, the council members and the mayor each get three allowances, but those are, but there's a transportation allowance, a general expense allowance, and a technology allowance. But the, despite the fact that they're termed allowances, I think anyone who steps back and looks at how they're administered would have to say they're not allowances in the traditional sense. So for instance, and I have no idea what the number is, but if you get X number of dollars per month or per year for technology, you don't have to spend those dollars on technology. You don't have to submit invoices. Um, there's no opportunity to leave money on the table if you underspend your allowance. That simply goes into your paycheck. So um, I, I felt uneasy with that because it seemed to me that although those are called allowances, they're really salary. And I um, struggled with uh, various ways of addressing that. I think the most obvious would be uh, if you're going to call it an allowance, treat it as an allowance so that if you get X number of dollars a year for technology, you can spend up to that and get it reimbursed. If you spend less than that, it stays on the table. Um, for a number of reasons, I personally would not pursue that. Um, one was pointed out to me by the city clerk's office and that that would create a workload for the accounting staff at the city in processing all of that paperwork. I think the, the more straightforward approach that I would propose we at least consider is instead of calling those allowances, call them what they are. They're, they're really salary because they, they can be used by the recipient for any purpose. Um, I've, I talked to one city council member and I talked to a recently retired city council member um, and, and to the office of another um, current council member and they all certainly understood um, the, the genesis of, of why I'm suggesting this. They agreed that although these are called allowances, they're really salary. There is potentially there is a perception issue here in that if we do this, the nominal salary of the mayor and, and the uh, council members will go up. Um, but if we're being honest about what we're paying them for what purpose, uh, I think that that's appropriate. Uh, if there is some pushback from um, city residents that the council would be uncomfortable with, I pointed out that it, the council doesn't vote on this. This is a decision that we make, and if we think this is proper and someone is upset about it, they can be upset with us um, if that's the case. Uh, one side issue that was pointed out to me was that if we start calling it salary, uh, then for the purpose of PERS retirement, uh, when a council member or mayor retires, um, since their retirement benefit is in part calculated by their um, highest, and I don't know in the city if it's highest 36 months or highest 12 months. Um, it depends, okay. Um, now you're looking at a higher base, so there's a higher retirement benefit. 
which the city would be liable for. So what I would suggest if we want to go down this path is that since that higher retirement benefit would accrue to the recipient, the mayor or council member, uh, we simply, I'll use the term ding for I can't think of a more appropriate term, we ding the recipient in, in his or her monthly paycheck a higher PERS contribution so that the city isn't left holding the bag for a, a higher retirement benefit. Um, so as I said, I've, well, besides talking to current and former uh, council members, I've just spoken to people I know, and I've, I've worked for 40 years in government and elected office with people who are familiar with these kind of issues, and, and they were certainly um, agreeable that um, if, if it's not treated as an allowance, it should not be called an allowance. But I also spoke to people I know, neighbors, um, friends, and so on, and described the situation, and they were all uh, rather surprised that council members would get an allowance for a certain purpose, and, and the money doesn't have to be used for that purpose. Oh, and one last point. Um, talking to a, um, a former council member, and I got a little history on the issue, and I, I said, well, how did this come about? And he said, back before this commission was established and before the, the ballot proposition that um, made the, the mayor a full-time position and, and uh, created this commission and, and the, kind of the structure that we're working on, working under now, um, the council members got paid on a per-meeting basis. And um, his recollection was in those days it, was, it came to about $1,000 a month. And um, as I think we know, many of the council members, uh, if they don't work full-time, they work close to full-time. So $1,000 a month was really asking them to make a big sacrifice. And, and his recollection was that these allowances were established in part um, to make it more feasible for a uh, council member to serve and not make a, a huge financial sacrifice, but rather make a moderate financial sacrifice. So given all that fact, all those facts, I would, I would like to ask my colleagues to consider, and maybe we could get some input from staff as well, consider um, maybe we call these allowances what they are, they're really salary, unless we want to treat them as an allowances. And Member Posner and I did speak, and as a result of his, our conversation, I did do some research. Um, and what I found amongst the comparison cities and in alignment with how we treat charter officers and then the, the remaining executive type staff is um, absolutely we do use the word allowance. Um, and that was, I, I found very similar research to how we got to where we are. Um, I did not find a comparison city, and every time I asked, they said the same thing I, when we spoke, was that that would be basically to be harsh an accounting nightmare, um, just be having to process if we did the yeah. reimbursement. And analysis, the clerk's office does provide the administrative support to the mayor and council's offices, and we estimate that it would take a full FTE to take on that workload. So that's the consequence of that one portion. Um, we also, the, the use of allowances is, is standard, it seems. Uh, the cities that do offer this, they offer something that is not, there is no additional accounting for it, and, and similar to you said that it can go other places. Um, that is how it is for our, the charter, the four charter officers and executive staff. For myself, I receive a, a technology allowance that I do not demonstrate a reimbursement to the city. Um, 
There are additional cost concerns if we do roll it into salary beyond the, the, the PERS impact, because based on salary, the city also pays different taxes, social security taxes, different um, things of that nature, and the Medicare tax. And um, our early estimate, we did not work it up for each member, is about 15 to 20% um, increase. So when you look at, I, I looked at the numbers, um, basically for the mayor, if you did roll it into salary, you're looking at a $14,000. If you, if you keep the numbers the same and you make it salary, you would be a $14,000 increase, a little more, and an $8,500 um, increase for the council members. Um, so if we looked at a 15% increase of that, what that would cost potentially the city's responsibility if you did not change their PERS requirement, mm -hmm. and we're looking at these other type taxes of about an extra $100,000 a year. And if you did adjust the PERS? We, we are unable to break it out that specifically without doing much more research, which we're happy to do, but the, the, mm -hmm. that general number was between 15 and 20%. And so this, the numbers I just gave you are based on a 15%. Um, now, that is a different uh, scenario that I did not um, look at, was if you made them pay their full PERS in, in, portion, then yes, that, the PERS is the bulk of that 15%. Oh, well, that's good to know. <laughs> I, and I would have to report back to you with the more specific numbers, and you can't jump in on that, can you? Uh, the only other piece that will have to be looked at is uh, how is it reported? So um, our base rate is reported to CalPERS, and again, if, if it's separate from their base um, salary, um, CalPERS could probably still look at it as, um, as an allowance, and there's a list of items that is not considered retirement so again that piece needs to be looked at well um, well quite honestly yeah. when I first learned not necessary transportation technology as much but what really bothered me was the expense the general expense basically they get five thousand dollars car there's no expenses I don't recall the exact terminology they use but in addition to that, let me back up a little. So when I learned that, you know, for example, the mayor gets, you know, $5,000, to me then, oh, okay, when he travels, then the $5,000 would cover his travel expenses. But then I later learned that, no, this is just on top of what he would get reimbursed from the city when he does travel for a hotel room. Um, transportation per diem type of you know expense. So basically, this is the five thousand dollars for the ex the personal expense, the bonus pay, because everything else that he uses, he could expense it out and <clears throat> get reimbursed from the city for. So that that particular item really bothered me. You know, how do you rectify that? Again, I don't know. You know, roll it into the salary, then there is, you know, a fiscal impact to the city. Yeah, that's... But is it right? I don't know. To me, it just doesn't feel right, doesn't smell right, quite honestly. If, you know, the citizens of the uh, city really understand this whole compensation program, I think we would be highly criticized. Sounds like it's a labeling thing is the main concern, but at the same time, it saves the city $100,000 leaving it the way that it is. 
And but you're saying that the uh, charter employees at the city has the same similar structure? Correct. I don't have their numbers of what they receive, but even an employee like myself, I'm an assistant charter officer, and I receive a technology allowance that is not, it's, it's called an allowance, and like as Ken was explaining, to take it out of the, the, the PERS we call it persable, but to take it out of that assessment. And so, yes, and I, and we don't, and this, like I said, the cities I spoke to, they don't require me or any other employee to submit something on that behalf. Correct. This is a side issue just for my own uh, curiosity here. Um, I assume you give this amount, but it's not, there's no taxes taken on federal or state, but I assume the employees, do you pay ta federal and state taxes on that? Because it is, Income. Yeah, th this is divided out by is 26 pay periods, or is it the 24? So this comes out on the 26. Basis. Right, and it's all part of our, our total compensation, which is taxed state and federally. Yes. It comes right on our regular paycheck. It's not a separate stipend that we receive. Um, just to clarify, because, you know, you mentioned the 100000 and and that would certainly give me pause, but if I understood correctly... The bulk of that 100000 would be the PERS contribution, and what I'm proposing is that the council members and the mayor pick that up rather than the city, pick up that increased liability. Yeah, I just can't tell you what the what part but is the at, other. At some point we could find, you know, if it's closer to, say, 20000 and 100000 it would make me a lot more comfortable. And there's no issue with changing the PERS contribution? Well, that, that's a good question. Um, probably HR staff could help us on that too. But generally, <clears throat> they come kind of like a package deal, right? Two percent of fifty-five. It depends on what units you're involved with. So we would have to do some more research on that. Any other thoughts, Howard? No. Just a, a question for clarification. So is. Um, is there a federal or state income tax due from this um, expense allowance? This appears on our regular paychecks, okay. and it's part of our total. And I, I keep going like this because it's the, this, the top portion is where it shows what we got paid for that, that two-week period, which includes our um, any allowances you receive, right. and that is part of the state and federal. So um, that, that is, but um, it is considered income. Um, considers by, by the ordinary state income then is that it is considered income in that vein but PERS does not consider it income because we call it an allowance because it's not personal yeah. okay but in terms of um, income and in terms of um, Med um, Medicare tax and, and Social Security tax that that's taken out right and that's why where we get that additional cost that's where we know that it's not just there will be a cost to this if we roll it into their salary beyond PERS I just can't tell you what percentage that is. I would need to do more research. Does anyone want to make a do you want to make a motion or a proposal? Well, I think we need to. Where do you want to leave it? I guess is my question. Are we just going to put it on the table for the next meeting or? Well, I think tonight we're going we're asking for a motion. I'm looking at Gus to make sure I get this right that um, any salary increase that you may or may not consider that for the, both the mayor and council. Um, also, the two items that we brought forward, the, the increase in the health and welfare and the cost share, and you absolutely could 
take parts of those tonight. You could defer. You can ask us to come back with more information on all or part. Um, I will just, I do want to, re to put that out there, not as pressure, but as a reminder that if we, we can't go back and typically when these types of things happen for the remainder staff, it's usually effective July 1 and anything you do is, is in the future, which is why on this resolution the date that I put was August 22nd because that's the next pay period after this meeting. But I believe they can take any pieces or parts that they would like. Correct. For an intent motion, or you take one piece at a time, um, however you feel more comfortable. Or take none at all and have us come back. I'm not proposing to move forward on, on my proposal tonight because we need more information. But I'm, I'm comfortable with the rest of it. Okay. No, I yeah. agree with Howard. I think we still need more information. Um, I personally am not ready to make a decision on this, but I also do not want to drop this issue. If a final decision is, you know, after all the information, leave it alone, that's okay. But then at least we have fully analyze it and got all the information and may make, you know, uh, informed decision on it. And if we all question why did we leave it this way once we discover or had issues with it, at least we could, you know, go back and say, well, we did review it and bottom line is this is our decision, so. So I guess then my question for the minutes and for action, because we'll be crafting a resolution, is that I'd be looking for a motion that would say, yes, we plan to give an increase or we don't, um, and that we accept those other two items, and then you can just direct staff to come back with, I would say, you know, more detailed numbers on what the true cost of rolling this into um, a salary-based model, okay. as well as what the impacts and the possibilities of asking um, and how to just make sure I get you right that what the impacts would be in possibility of having the members pick up the full purse contribution it, it, To offset the cost of the city offset the cost. Yes, yes. A, a sufficient contribution so that the city is held harmless Wendy also another point of clarification did you mention earlier that the other city jurisdictions do some um, their allowances are based similarly set up? Yes, ma'am. I did not find any that had made the decision to roll it into salary, um, and nor of those who give an allowance did they indicate that they have to provide a receipt. Correct. So, okay. Actually, if I could, um, I've served on, a, on a, a board here in Sacramento. I did for a long time, and we did have a technology allowance, and we did have to submit invoices and uh, like in my case, it was $600 a year. In my case, three years, I didn't use it at all. One year, I spent $400, and the other 200 stayed on the table. Right, and we do see... And, and I know that, you know, that may not be comparable to the city, but there are elected bodies that treat it oh, that Oh, there way. absolutely are. They just, not, of the comparison cities that we use, I didn't find that. And you certainly find that in the private sector. Make a motion. Um, well, is there discussion on um, whether there would be an increase or not for the members? I'm just just to clarify, it's an unspecified increase at this time, and we're waiting for more data. Is that? No, I'm. I guess my question is, will you be? And you don't. You can say no or defer. But part of your motion tonight is, will you be? So I can craft the resolution, uh, giving an increase to the members outside of the conversation we're having about the allowances 
and then approval or disapproval of the other two items. We'd like a, some discussion on this, if you would Yeah, we, we really haven't talked at all about um, the council and, and the mayor and what the appropriate salary is. Salary increases, right. So basically, the executive management and unrepresented is receiving a 2% increase, is that correct? Yes, ma'am. Okay, and the mid-managers, what, what was the adjustment on that? The mid-managers are similar in that they are doing, participating in the 1% cost share mm -hmm. and okay. a 2% increase. And the reason it says TBD is that's actually, it's gone to closed session and been ratified by the members, but the council has not had an opportunity to formally vote on it, which will be on two, this Thursday, will be their first opportunity. Could you remind me, last year we gave a small increase and it was the first one in several years? Yes, sir. And how much was it last year? Nine. 1.9. Was that consistent with what management got here? Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, yes. Okay, and looking at our benchmark cities. So looking at your benchmark cities, um, we actually saw, just a second, um, pretty much we saw, looking at the mayor's chart, um, very similar. We had um, uh, a couple not... It, go down just a small amount. Stockton went down um, quite a bit. Their mayor went down by $32,000, and Aurora, Colorado had um, gone down. But this stat everyone else was pretty much status quo. And we saw the same thing in um, the members. I see that, I'm looking at your chart here, that Aurora and Austin were omitted from the chart, but it's the same thing. They had a small decrease in Stockton um, as well. Is Aurora going bankrupt like Stockton? I, I don't know that they are, but their de their decrease was relatively minor, and I I do know that Aurora's um, decrease was to put them more in alignment with their executive um, staff. Okay, and then the soundness of the city's budget at this point. Mr. Chan, I'll defer to you on that. We've had the good fortune of having a balanced budget, and we had some money left over to uh, allocate to programs that have been underfunded over the last couple of years, and so that had been approved by council already. So in terms of the soundness of the budget, uh, we're as good as we've been in a long time. Long time. Yeah. Okay. But did I read correctly that if you project the budget out past when the temporary sales tax increase um, sunsets, that the city's looking at a deficit? Yes, you're speaking of the, the Measure U? Yes. Okay, so after 2020, if it uh, does not get renewed, yes, th there's going to be some serious implications in terms of uh, the general fund budget. I think it was to the tune of 30-some-odd million dollars. But not until there's no deficit until 2020? Until 2020, yes. <clears throat> among these, uh, uh, among the list of unions, which is the largest union? I'm sorry, which union? Oh, among the list of unions, which is the largest union, the, the union with the most members? Is it Local 39? Okay. Is that SEIU, Local 39? Uh, I'll say so. Okay. And which one is that? And that's the last one in your table, Local 39, and they received a 2.5%. And in terms of the uh, Building Trades Union and the Machinist Union, um, it says zero in terms of their annual increase. Is it because their contracts are being negotiated, or is it? Definitely zero percent. 
I'm sorry, I'm not sure. I do know our smaller units, we are uh, finishing up on some contract negotiations. So they are one of our smaller units. Okay. Are we looking at the uh, mayor and the city council separately, or? You may do separately, yes, sir. If, if it's helpful, um, it seems to me that, uh, maybe you answered this a minute ago, how long did we hold, I wasn't here, but how long were the salaries held steady until last year's increase? It was several years, like five or six? Several maybe. years, I want to say, Four or five years. I think it was consistent with um, the management group. It was like five years, thereabouts. Right. I, did, I didn't know was, it was four, but I'm leaning towards five, but I don't yeah. know. Okay. Well, it, in, in a real deficit. Yeah, right. And we're talking about potential layoffs. And, we had actual, in fact, Yeah, layoffs. and salary reductions right. in the city staff. So, I mean, we just were not in a position to, you know, be no, able I, to even I, consider. I fully understand that. I just, uh, it seems to me and and i'm not comfortable with the city having approved a budget that projects out to a deficit uh, unless we extend the sales tax but if we went that long with a freeze and we had really a nominal increase last year i'm certainly open to some sort of increase this year and if that helps move things along for tonight uh, i guess i could make a motion myself and I'm comfortable with uh, our coming back to recommend a specific increase when we have, and I'm sorry I asked this before, waiting, waiting for more numbers before we can talk about what the increase is going to be? Or mm. I, I thought the way you described the motion was we weren't going to specify an increase tonight. A specific no, increase. You, you have the opportunity to prescribe an increase or not of any amount. Um, and or you could you know you could always say no tonight and yes on another night. Um, my thought was what would be coming back is the discussion of rolling in the allowances. Um, I, I do want to discuss that, but but, but separate we, from that, I thought the way you described the motion you were looking for now was, do we want to have an increase or not? And, and what and, and if you do, what that increase would be. And another okay. way to to think about that is that if you chose to, if this body chose to prescribe an increase tonight of any percentage, um, they could do so. And then if you were to make a decision of any sort later on the allowances to roll those in, you would not be doing an increase on top of rolling the allowances in. Does that make sense? But it is a totally up to the commission what to do tonight. I just, for the, the purpose of what our original staff request was, I would prefer not to leave tonight without, yes, there's an increase of this amount, okay. or no, we're not going to increase tonight, which is entirely at the Yeah, I think I misunderstood. I thought you were looking for motion that yes or no as to whether we would do an increase, but not asking <laughs> for a number. Okay. Uh, Wendy Okin. I don't know if you're in a position to share with us what was the rationale for giving a 2% executive management? I'm not sure. I know it's been budgeted for the 2% uh, for the executive management, but uh, the rationale, 
Uh, and also cost of living. Does anyone know how, if the cost of living, inflation increase within the last year, consistent with the 2%? Well, there hasn't been an, an additional um, increase beyond the 2%. Right. So there hasn't been the 2% and then a COLA oh, No, increase. I'm saying cost of living oh. in Sacramento. I, we, have you investigated that? Or Sacramento area. I yeah, for say. the CPI for Sacramento, no. Um, was it wasn't based on No, no, I just know the pool money was set aside that was approved by council. And then from there, um, depending on the city manager, uh, the 2% was spread amongst those that were in the executive unit. And in, not to, again, that, that mirrored what was similarly given to that same unit last, last year. I think that trying to um, recognize that we're working and, and the work that's being done, but also being prudent with the, the allocations that are given for exactly as you're trying to make that decision tonight about making sound decisions, but, you know, acknowledging the, the, the fine work that, that the staff is doing. Do you disagree, Howard? You know, that, that number was uh, a number that was determined by the city manager after taking a look at how we ended the year and what the forecast looks like going forward. So it wasn't pegged to CPI per se, um, but it was, as Wendy mentioned, uh, a way for us to recognize those employees who had gone for four or five years without increases. And last year we had the 1.9, and, and that's what we uh, patterned the mayor and council after <coughs> the last time we met. I'm just going to throw this thought out there, okay? Um, city employees, yes, I, you know, understand the need to um, show appreciation and recognition of their hard work. Yeah. And that's, you know, by giving them salary increases, you know, as the budget allows. You know, that's quite understandable. But we also have to keep in mind that the mayor and the city council you know, not taking into consideration, rather, you know, they are doing good, bad, or indifferent job. They are elected, you know, officials. So by them doing a good job kind of ensures a re-election. So do we necessarily need to compensate them for a job well done? I'm just throwing it out there. Proof of thought. I can go either way. I'm I could I'd, I'd react to that. And I know the um, ballot proposition that established this whole process, um, I don't remember how it termed what the city council members' jobs were, but it, it deemed the mayor to be a full-time position. And, and I know because I know several of the council members that um, they tend to treat it either as a full-time position or or nearly so and um, it, it seems to me we should pay them a salary that uh, reflects the level of effort that they put in I as the one who said you know they're getting salary beyond what's published but e even when you add that in it's compared to public employees whether in the state the city or the county I don't think that they're all that handsomely compensated 
my feeling is if, if we froze them for four or five years and gave them a tiny increase last year, um, I'm comfortable with giving them a, a modest increase this year. And since the number 2% has been thrown around. Um, what was the number? 2% 2, 2 which is I guess what the managers got. I'd be comfortable with that. I'm even comfortable with two and a half. The state got cost of living two and a half percent after that long. Yeah, so I don't think two and a half percent is overzealous either. But the city of Sacramento employees, what are we looking at for them? That two percent that two percent is so all. right. You had your unrepresented and the bulk of your managers and yeah. salaried okay. employees that do that definitely in the professional realm was a two percent. I wouldn't be oh, comfortable with anything exceeding the 2% um, consistent with the executive management, quite honestly. I would be more comfortable with the 2% considering what the uh, largest union is receiving. Um, they're also, local 39 is also receiving 2%. And it's fine for us. Would it help if I crafted a motion and went from there? Would please. So <laughs> would it be safe to assume that the will of the commission would be that we increase both the mayor and the council member's salaries by 2%, mm -hmm. that we accept the recommended changes of the increase of the health and welfare contribution to 721 and the cost share program um, for PERS as outlined um, by Mr. Cosgrove, and tied into that motion that you're directing staff, which will be Gus and Ken and, and Howard and I, to come back um, and we can set a meeting in the in the media of future to discuss what to do with the allowances. But for tonight, we would leave the allowances as they're written in the resolution. And if the, the if I articulated that well, then um, we're, we, I would ask for a motion and a second and a vote. I'd make that motion. Second. Uh, not to interrupt you, but I want to interrupt you real briefly. We have another public members of the boards and commission. So do you want to take that separately? I was just going to take it separate. Okay, it's fine. Forget you. <laughs> so I'm sorry, we have a first and a second. Mm -hmm. And all in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you. Okay, and so what we will be doing um, is crafting this into, with Gus's help, crafting this into a, a strong resolution to move forward. But another piece, I'm going to move on to item five, if there's no further discussion. Um, another portion of the resolution, and we did call it out separately this time because we wanted to make some changes to the attachment is um, the, uh, this board is also, commission, excuse me, is also responsible for adjustments to the compensation city board. So item five is the annual review and consideration of adjustments to the compensation city boards and commissions. Um, the city manager is not recommending any adjustments to the, the, um, those items at this time. The chart does look a little different. We tried to kind of streamline it so that you're able to see what the current items are as far as the cost per meeting and then the annual cost. And that annual cost is under the anticipation that these boards and commissions are meeting to the full a number of meetings they're allotted by the resolution or ordinance that establish them. Um, we do not have any new boards to report to you at this time. Um, so it does look somewhat similar to what you saw at your last meeting. And so again, I would ask for a motion in a second to keep this um, status quo unless, of course, the will of the commission is to make a change. Make a motion. I so move. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Okay. 
That is the um, last of our items for tonight. I don't have any um, speaker slips from the public. Do you want to speak tonight, ma'am? I didn't want you to miss your opportunity. Um, with that, unless there's any member um, comments from the commission or further direction from the commission. When would we uh, meet again to discuss the uh, allowance issue? Um, Lord, how much time would you like to, for us to work on this? Maybe set a meeting for um, the mid-September, and um, Phoebe would be in contact with you to set that time that meets for everyone's schedule. Because I, I, I would, prefer, again, will of the commission prefer to get this back in front of you sooner rather than later. I agree. Okay. Wendy, for clarity, when do you want the 2% increase to go into effect? The soonest it can go into effect is the 22nd of this month, so it would be direction from the commission if we, to move forward with the earlier motion now. That's fine. 20 seconds, fine. 20 seconds. Okay. Is that good? Did I, before we let these fine um, commissioners go, Mr. Martinez, keep me honest. Did I miss anything else? Okay. Meeting adjourned.